This is CliffCentral.com. What's poppin' everybody? This is your boy Shane Eagle, and you are tuning to the Unplugged Radio Show right here on Cliff Central. Yo, man, I don't want to say much, but I want you guys to listen to this before we get into the show. Albert Einstein once said, everybody's a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, today on trial we have modern day schooling. Glad you could come. Not only does he make fish climb trees, but also makes them climb down and do a 10 mile run. Tell me school, are you proud of the things you've done? Turning millions of people into robots, do you find that fun? Do you realize how many kids relate to that fish swimming upstream in class, never finding their gifts, thinking they are stupid, believing they are useless? Well, the time has come. No more excuses. I call school to the stand and accuse him of killing creativity, individuality, and being intellectually abusive. He's an ancient institution that has outlived his usage. So, Your Honor, this concludes my opening statement. And if I may present the evidence of my case, I will prove it. Proceed. Exhibit A. Here's a modern-day phone. Recognize it? Here's a phone from 150 years ago. Big difference, right? Stay with me. Here's a car from today. And here's a car from 150 years ago. Big difference, right? Well, get this. Here's a classroom of today. And here's a class we used 150 years ago. Now, ain't that a shame? In literally more than a century, nothing has changed. Yet you claim to prepare students for the future? But with evidence like that, I must ask... Do you prepare students for the future or the past? I did a background check on you and let the record show that you were made to train people to work in factories, which explains why you put students in straight rows, nice and neat, tell them sit still, raise your hand if you want to speak, give them a short break to eat, and for eight hours a day, tell them what to think. Oh, and make them compete to get an A, a letter which determines product quality, hence grade A of meat. I get it. Back then, times were different. We all have a past. I myself am no Gandhi. But today, we don't need to make robot zombies. The world has progressed. And now we need people who think creatively, innovatively, critically, independently with the ability to connect. See, every scientist will tell you that no two brains are the same. And every parent with two or more children will confirm that claim. So please explain why you treat students like cookie cutter frames or snapback hats. Giving them this one-size-fits-all crap. Watch your language. Sorry, Your Honor. But if a doctor prescribed the exact same medicine to all of his patients, the results would be tragic. So many people would get sick, yet when it comes to school, this is exactly what happens. This educational malpractice where one teacher stands in front of 20 kids, each one having different strengths, different needs, different gifts, different dreams, and you teach the same thing the same way? That's horrific. Ladies and gentlemen, the defendant should not be acquitted. This may be one of the worst criminal offenses ever to be committed. And let's mention the way you treat your employees. Objection. Overruled. I want to hear this. It's a shame. I mean, teachers have the most important job on the planet, yet they're underpaid? No wonder so many students are short-changed. Let's be honest. Teachers should earn just as much as doctors because a doctor can do heart surgery and save the life of a kid. But a great teacher can reach the heart of that kid and allow him to truly live. See, teachers are heroes that often get blamed, but they're not the problem. They work in a system without many options or rights. Curriculums are created by policymakers, most of which have never taught a day in their life. Just obsessed with standardized tests. They think bubbling in a multiple choice question will determine success. 
That's outlandish. In fact, these tests are too crude to be used and should be abandoned, but don't take my word for it. Take Frederick J. Kelly, the man who invented standardized testing, who said, and I quote, these tests are too crude to be used and should be abandoned. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, if we continue down this road, the results will be lethal. I don't have much faith in school, but I do have faith in people. And if we can customize health care, cars, and Facebook pages, then it is our duty to do the same for education, to upgrade and change and do away with school spirit, because that's useless. Unless we're working to bring the spirit out of each and every student, that should be our task. No more common core. Instead, let's reach the core of every heart in every class. Sure, math is important, but no more than art or dance. Let's give every gift an equal chance. I know this sounds like a dream. But countries like Finland are doing impressive things. They have shorter school days. Teachers make a decent wage. Homework is non-existent and they focus on collaboration instead of competition. But here's the kicker, boys and girls. Their educational system outperforms every other country in the world. Other places like Singapore are succeeding rapidly. Schools like Montessori, programs like Khan Academy. There is no single solution. But let's get moving. Because while students may be 20% of our population, they are 100% of our future. So let's attend to their dreams. And there's no telling what we can achieve. This is a world in which I believe. A world where fish are no longer forced to climb trees. I'll rest my case. This is CliffCentral.com. Yo, that's a lot. That's the truth. That is too much. That's the truth. It's fire. What did you guys think about that? It was fire, dog. It was the realest shit I've ever heard. Like, I mean, a lot of the time in life, you you conform to the system, but um, that made me realize and opened up my eyes to a whole lot of stuff, bro. Yo, it was heavy to start with the, with with the show like that, you know. It feels like it feels like um, that guy was. Telling all of our stories in a sense, right? At the same time, I felt, yeah. I felt like he was talking about, you know, me, you, Lesejo, and everyone, uh, everyone sitting at home, right? We've yeah. all been, we've all been to school. Exactly. We've all sat in classrooms and we've all felt frustrated, um, maybe all, undervalued. Yeah, you feel like you've been slipped on to some degree. You feel mm. like you've never, you never fitted in. You question the fact that are you on the right path? Mm. A lot of the time, bro. Like, and when the tests aren't designed properly to your strengths, you feel stupid. Exactly, it's crazy. And and haven't you sat in an exam or or in a um a, a test and, and 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 like you're answering the questions, and then you forget like. You forget it. You forget in the exam. You're under pressure, so you forget the, the, the answer. answer. Yeah. And then, as you hand your paper in, five minutes later, you remember, you remember it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Does it make you like less capable than the person who just rem- happened to remember it in that in those five minutes? It doesn't. But they make you feel like that. Exactly. And that's the problem. For me, this reiterates what I've been thinking for a long time. Yeah. In that formal education is overrated. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of. Like, so, like everybody speaks about this stuff, born and pure. Yeah, I was mm. at work and some ladies, like my son's in grade nine, he's choosing his subjects. I'm like, let him choose his subjects. And by the way, he doesn't need maths. 
Mm. Just know that's not the end of the week. That she does not need maths. Uh, 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 you know what's what's really interesting is when we when we're told to choose our subjects in grade nine or or, or, or whenever that when, when yeah, it's grade, grade nine. Or yeah, grade, grade nine. Grade nine. Yeah, grade nine. Yeah, choose them in grade nine, then you get them in grade ten. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. choose your subjects for grade ten, eleven, and twelve. Yeah. So. When you're in grade nine, you you are fifteen, I think, right? F- yeah, about fifteen. Yeah, Do you yeah. even know who you are at that time, bro? I'm I'm trying to I'm trying you two years into being a teenager. They're making you choose subjects, and 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 the way they do it, you know, the way this the system does it is like they tell you that whatever you choose now is going to dictate the rest of your life. I remember my teachers telling me that. Yeah, yeah. And I sat there thinking, why are you making somebody? With a fifteen-year-old mind, try and make decisions for twenty-five-year-old Vaughn. Twenty-five-year-old mm. Vaughn is going to be a very different Vaughn to fifteen-year-old Vaughn. Exactly. So, I don't think that it's the right pressure to apply on someone. It's sort of it's too suggestive. You know, it's too suggestive. It says that should you choose science, you can only be a scientist, or should you not? Should you choose art, you won't make money. I mean, it's like it's it's such a it's such a uh, like um, corrupt. System to imp- to impose on 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 young people, especially at that age. It's actually more of a perverted system, bro. It's trying to dictate yeah. who you should be that's before right you even way. know who you want to be. Like that's the saddest thing about it. And it's not just the school system. I think it's the system at large, bro. I mean, life continually or the the world system continually attempts to dictate who you should be, where you should go, where you should work, or what you want to make a living out of. You know. Mm. And I think for the longest time, I've I try to contemplate and fight against the system. Only to feel like I'm isolated I'm the only one that's out there alone But eventually you realize you're not alone You just gotta make a decision for yourself You know Can I flip the script real quick Yeah So Simbiru in grade 9 Right Yeah What did you think that you were What did you think that you wanted to be <laughs> So in your grade 9 you were sitting there choosing your subjects You're like okay, I'm gonna choose this this Because I'm gonna become X What was your X My X was actually not even a, 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 a career I wanted to be like A national hockey player In South Africa Hey Look at that Look dog. at that Look at that And I had two <laughs> subjects dog I didn't even know I wanted to go Did you want to be a hockey player Dog I loved hockey I played provincial hockey That is for, crazy For the longest time eh? I wanted to take it To the national level bro That is so crazy I um, So you wanted to be an athlete I wanted to be an athlete A sportsman bro Like I was passionate about cricket I wanted to play yeah. SA cricket I was passionate about soccer At the time I just wanted to do great things in sport, bro. Alright, cool. Vaughn? Um What was your ex? When I was in when I was in school, uh Grade nine specifically. Grade nine specifically. I um I wanted to be a professional footballer because I was at a sports academy in grade nine. I was selected at the Tux Academy. So my idea of what my future would look like would have been playing professional football yeah. at that stage, yeah. I did always want to study something though. Yeah. Um, just for control, you know. Yeah, I, I just like to learn. Mm. So, but I mean, when it came to a career, that's really where my mind was fixated on. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Le second, and grade nine, presidents. <laughs> 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 so this, so this is crazy. Because this is my thing, right? First of all, yeah. Um, never mind choosing subjects. I think choosing what you want to study in matric when you're 18 actually doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because you never know what you want to do. Exactly. And there were some funny stats I was reading um, when I was on my travels that actually a normal person or an average person actually changed their career. They changed their entire career two to three times mm-hmm. in their in their lifetime. And apparently millennials will change it four to five times. Yeah. Their careers. Their entire careers. Entire careers. Sure. You're moving to an entirely different space. Wow. Okay. So you're grade nine? So already in matric, that's flawed. In grade nine, actually. Wow. And this is the funniest one. In grade nine, I wanted to do something that when I got to matric, I hated with all my soul. Yeah. In grade nine, only because I heard this name and I thought, oh, that sounds fancy and that sounds cool. 
in grade nine, I wanted to be a chartered accountant. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> I hey. wish I could see Great Nile Soho saying that I want to be a chartered accountant. Bro, at that time, I had not even touched accountant. Think about it. Like, we just done like business studies and like that. You like, did EMS at the time. You did EMS at the time. So you're like, oh, chartered accountant, we're going to do this. Yeah. We're going to balance them books, balance them. And then I got accounting. Like, yeah. I, think, I think accounting, so in EMS, right, the first half of the year, you do like business studies. Yeah, yeah. And then I think it was in like the third term where you actually did accounting. And then it made you see flames, dog. Hard. I was like, I will never, never, (laughs) ever do this. And it wasn't the one. But I knew though in grade nine that I would meet a chick called Candace in Cliff Central. Oh, right. I had a feeling. (laughs) I don't know. That's always been constant. And she changed my life forever. But that's for another show. That's for another show. Yeah, so uh, you know, bringing it bringing it back to to what we were talking about, um, and and what and what uh, Prince Ariel was talking about in his in his spoken word piece there is that, you know, I think we've all been in a situation in 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 growing up how we've been pushed into a system and told what we should be and what we shouldn't be, yeah, what we should study and what we shouldn't study, where we should go and what we shouldn't, and where we shouldn't go, um, and uh, for some for some reason. You know, this has always been something I've been opposed to. I've never really been somebody who um, supports the idea of conformity. Uh, oh, I'm getting a phone call. Sorry about that. That's because one doesn't conform, fam. Super strange. Yeah, sorry. What? No calls. No, in you, the know, studio? You, you, no you know, actually, what, what what's happening? Uh, mm-hmm. I'll tell you guys this if you guys ever listen to this podcast. You know, when you get a Mac and you got a you got a, you got a Mac and your iPhone. Yeah. When your when your iPhone is on silent, your, your Mac, your Mac still rings. Yeah, so it does that. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, it's tricky. It's extremely tricky. Uh, That's first of all problem. So you gotta way. put your Mac on silent yeah. also, dog. Oh. Yeah, the Mac's gotta be on silent, but then I can't have this awesome music that I'm playing. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? You guys can hear the background music. You know what I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, I feel like we hit a tangent right there. Um, let's let's go yeah, back. So sorry, man. We're interrupted there by um by by Shane Eagle, but we, we'll we'll handle him. Yeah. Um. Okay, man. So I was saying, like, you know, we've all been forced into some some sort of a system and it's not to say that you know systems don't work obviously they've been proven to work to some degree um over the millions of or the hundreds of years that they've been implemented but i feel like you know times have changed so rapidly that um education is probably the only thing that hasn't really reinvented mm. itself over the years the principles and the and the, the systems and the, the the structures of education yeah. and the way they grade people and rate people and call people smart and dumb hasn't changed much but yeah. everything else seems to have changed at least enough to keep up with a new generation of of human beings yeah. so it it starts i start to ask the question right is there any Real value you get out of a formal schooling system in 2017? That's a real question, bro. It actually makes me think of a, a TED talk by Sir Ken Robinson where he talks about how the education system has been designed to kill our imagination as young people. And it's, it's, it's true. I mean, the, the true purpose of the current education system was to, de- to, to develop factory workers. If you think back to the past, the true purpose of this mm. education system was there to create more factory workers so that people can go in, leave school, go to work, and then use what money they make from work to, to, um, like work on their family and everything, and then ultimately die. That's the whole purpose, like, of the system. So the system starts with school, and my, my frustration in the, in the, in the school system, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of personal insight, is that, you know, I wasn't the easiest kid growing up at, at all, you know, by a long shot. I was a naughty, I was a naughty kid. Um, 
I, I like to cause trouble, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but just being adventurous and outgoing and loud and was this from grade one? Oh man, I can't remember what I was like in grade one. I just know I was slaying all the young girls. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing, man. I'm playing. No, no. I, I can't remember much from until I started getting in trouble. Yeah, and that yeah. was probably around grade four or five or so. All right. And I was in a Christian school, so you can imagine it was very strict. And uh, that didn't last too long. I stayed there till grade eight, and then I got selected to go to the Tux Academy. Yeah. So I went from a system, a schooling system, traditional, um, very Christian based, very religious. We had, we had Bible study, we had chapel, we had church, all that stuff. Yeah, all, yeah. All week, every week, every day, you know, and. um I saw that and then I left that and I went into more of a government structure. We had kids of different religions and races and yeah. spaces and sports all in one school. And that's when I was selected at the sports academy. And it opened up my perspective to life a little more because I think in the Christian school, plus it's a system, plus it's a, a religious structure, kind of um, leaves you in a space where you, you're, you're, you know, you're not really familiar with the outside world as much because mm-hmm. of the way they kind of closed you off to it. Okay. Yeah. So, I come from that space and then I go to this new space and I'm like, wow, man, people talk like that. People do that. And I kind of started like figuring life out differently. So it's like a shock to your system. A bit of a shock to my system. Yeah. And then I, I went through that situation and then um, that's when I really started thinking like, I think I've been lied to for a long time here. Hey, what's going on? You know? mm. And then I started thinking hard, oh, grade nine, grade 10, obviously still being naughty, still causing trouble and, and whatnot. But when I say causing trouble, it wasn't really that I was out there burning buildings and back chatting teachers and slapping kids and stuff. I was actually just, um, I was actually just sticking up for kids when I felt like teachers were being unnecessary mm. or, or I was usually doing things that were out of line according to the system, you know, and... and, and or and questioning the system to some degree. I yeah, think that's what yeah. you were doing, right? All the time. Like, yeah. question the system all the time. Find myself, like, in um, in, in, the teach, in the in the principal's office every week for asking, why does it matter mm. if my hair is a little longer yeah. than, her, than his? Why does Word. it matter? Why? why does it matter if one kid has dreadlocks? Do you, do you, know, do you know what I mean? Why does that matter? Why, why is that something that you guys sit there and complain about and make my life difficult about? Does it matter? Yeah. So, you know, things like that I used to, I used to get in trouble for. Um, and going through, going through, sort of, sort of going through the system and, and reaching the end of it, I realized that, you know, when you're in it, you, you can try and change it as much as you possibly can, but yeah. there'll always be a resistance. And it's because of this, it's because of this resistance that kids get labeled rebellious, kids, kids get labeled as, um, as people that will be nuisance to societies and problematic in their lives. Yeah, yeah. So they labeled me. Um, and, and I think, I think that there's so many kids that experience that. And I don't think that is something that, um, I don't think that is something that all kids, um, or I don't think that is something that, that, that needs to be experienced in school. Yeah. I don't think that's a positive growing experience. That all that did to me was frustrate me, make me a little bit more upset, and whatever rebellious nature I did have just infused it. Just, yeah, yeah. just multiplied it, amplified it because of your ridiculousness, your your inability to approach me like a young person who's trying to grow and culture me, yeah. and rather going to point fingers and label me mm. because of the system. The system the system of schooling 
Wants people to do that That's what it's built for And, right? it, and it attempts to throw labels at you the whole time bro. Yeah, and Trying grades. to define who you are like, And value yourself based on your grades, grades. And your sporting achievement Or whatever yeah. So you know going through that I'm like okay this is a cuck story Anyway long story short I leave school And I look back and I, and, and I start interacting in the real world And I start you know being entrepreneurial Meeting people doing things growing up yeah. Now I'm 26 years old I am about 8 years out of school and I look at and I look at life now, and I say to myself, "Well, what's 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 the most interesting thing to me is, and this is where the the system annoys me because I'm like, I was talking to people who were my age now. They were 27, 28, maybe Trump, some of them yeah. were thirty in their thirties. I'm talking about the younger teachers, even. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, certain old ones." But the younger ones, I'm thinking a lot of them were around about my age now or a little bit older. But because I've matured and I've grown and I've seen what it's like to be 25, 26, et cetera, et cetera, I thought to myself, how in the world mm. did you talk to 16, 17-year-olds in the manner you did talk to me at, at the age you were at? Yeah. And then I thought to myself, you know what it is? It's not an individual's problem because I promise you if I took that teacher – out of school And we chilled at, at a place And you know We just spoke about life They would probably Be quite cool They yeah. probably have Something to tell me They probably have Something to actually Teach me But because they're Placed into this Carefully constructed System to standardize what intelligence is, to standardize creativity, to standardize Entrepreneurship, to standardize Personality Yeah And expression They're forced By the system To slap you on the hand when you are a little different. Yeah. And that causes a problem between learner and teacher. And it doesn't create a great learning environment. Exactly. You know, learning experiences is what school should be about. Yeah. Not about getting your homework done on time. Not about ticking the boxes. Yeah, I feel you, bro. I think I want to share a bit of my story um, in terms of schooling and all of that. So I moved from the Eastern Cape to Pretoria when I was around five, six years old. So immediately when I got into primary school and all that, I was an outlier. I was like the guy that never fit, fitted in with anybody. And um, for the longest time, I was attempting to fit in and be accepted by everyone, which was uh, which led me to not being myself, you know. I was a kid with big dreams, bro. Like, I, I wrote a lot of stuff. I remember writing English papers and saying that, no, I'm going to find the cure for AIDS. Because at some stage, I wanted to be a doctor. I said I was going to find the cure for AIDS. And then I was going to make like a million rand from winning the lotto. And then I was going to be like the South African cricket captain. All in one, all in one English paper. And I remember my teacher telling me that, yo, that's a lot of wishful thinking. Like I don't think that's the right way to look at things when you're when you're a kid. You're not supposed to dampen a kid's dreams and wishes. And that was a mean person, bro. Yeah, she bro. She was mean. She was not. She was never supposed she to. She said a that's a lot of wishful thinking. Yeah, bro. And that's I, my ass. <laughs> incompetent. Exactly. But it it led me to really being a very shy person and a kid that was withdrawn and not as confident as I am today. And I remember always trying to be the good kid, the the goody goody, always trying to please the teachers, always trying to be accepted by the teachers. Just at the same time being accepted by my friends It led me to really being the They used to call me the coconut In in school and all of that Simply because I used to chill a lot with the white kids Because I couldn't understand the, the, the vernac in Pretoria and I know, I mean, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a curse because I mean, I've got a whole diverse amount of experiences looking back on the journey. But now 
when I was in that process, I think it was it was really me selling myself short on who I could possibly be. And it actually got to a stage where I moved from primary school to high school where I was doing well academically. I was doing well in sports, but I didn't feel like I was myself. I, I wanted more. And in grade nine, it actually made me to be a lot more rebellious because I just wanted to feel something different. I wanted to be myself. I didn't even know I wanted to be myself at that stage. But the way I was acting in grade nine, when I look back, it makes me realize that I was just trying to express who I am in a world that didn't want to know who I was. I remember like doing, like we had LO assignments and English assignments and we had to do speeches and all that. I was the kid in class that didn't give a damn. I didn't submit those assignments. I remember looking at my LO teacher and he's like, you know what? I see you're not going to do your assignment. Unfortunately, we can't give you zero. So what we're going to do in front of the whole class, this is what he said. We're going to give you two out of 20 for that project just because we can't give you zero. That's what he said. Damn. Like that's that's. I would have I said at least I'm two up from zero. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Exactly. And moving forward on the journey, I I think after high school and all of that, there was a time where I really got to express myself. I was still in a system to some degree because I was studying something that I never really wanted to study, but I thought maybe after some time I'll get a liking to it. But to be honest, I never found something that I was truly passionate about in my degree. I went through the system. I studied my degree. I got that piece of paper called the degree. And um, I pleased people because I wasn't doing it for myself. And when I decided to start doing stuff for myself and staying true to myself, that's when I got to realize who I am. That's when I got started staying true to myself and pursuing things that I was passionate about. Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing. What the world will tell you is that you need to be like everyone else. But what the world needs is for you to be yourself. Because staying true to yourself is one of the toughest things that you, toughest things that you'll ever do with your life. But it's also the most fulfilling. Preach, bro. Yeah. Word. But you see, the thing is, when it comes to when it comes to things like um, when it comes to things like that, you know, when it comes to systems like school, um, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing the idea of sending kids to a place to be educated. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's not that. I just don't think it has to happen in the manner in which it happens, right? Yeah, it needs to be reviewed we, to some degree. Yeah, man. I mean, like you know, I I used to I used to remember um, sitting there and studying for my exams. And studying for my exams literally two days before I wrote them. Because that's just how I used to roll, right? I never used to. <laughs> At least you did it yeah. two days before, dog. I was the guy that was night before, bro. I didn't most, even give of a time, <laughs> most of the time it ended up night before. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like this, the, the first day was just like me warming up. Just yeah. jo- joking about <laughs> it. Trying to get yourself in the zone. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm just I'm just memorizing this cuck. And then afterwards they're going to say, Vaughn, you're so smart. You got a distinction. After it's like, parrot it's learning like, it's, it. like, it's like I'm looking, at, I'm looking at my distinctions and I'm like, ugh. Ah, like whatever, man. This is such cuck. Yeah. I could have got fifty. It didn't really matter, but because the system says you got to get it, and because the next system is university. Yeah, you need to get into that one, right? Yeah. So abide by the system standards so that the next system can absorb you, and then after that, get absorbed by the work system, and then you know, just sort of find yourself in this, on this highway of everybody that acts and looks and feels and thinks and earns and creates the same. Yeah. And I think that's how they've implemented massive levels of control across human beings and I think that it's not the truth. I don't think that I don't think the truth is that we need to um that we need to uh you know go to school to be something to 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 be something. But I do think we need to be educated. 
I think the most important we need to be educated, but we don't have it doesn't have to happen the way it happens in school. Yeah, I think the most important thing is to view your life as a learning experience and be intentional about experiencing life to the max, bro. Because mm. you can learn so much about yourself and what life is all about based from what you see other people doing. Storytelling is something that's that's really undervalued. I mean, yeah. before the schooling system, back in cultural times, like my grandparents or my ancestors, my my ancestors never necessarily went to school. But history was told through stories. That's a great learning experience, Brian. You see, and I agree with you because the 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 sort of the art of storytelling has always been education. Yeah, because it teaches you lessons and it teaches you a few values. You know, mm. I just think that we need to reinvent schooling. And I think you know, to all the future teachers that may listen to this podcast, I think that you need to commit yourself to making school a true learning experience. You know, as opposed to a factory. Yeah. I think that's what we got to really start gearing our minds to. So I did a bit of research and I was looking for kids that um, have found alternative ways to schooling. Um, and I didn't get to read through them all. But I have been sort of, I've stumbled across a, a video on YouTube about a young about a young boy um, who's speaking at uh, the University of Nevada at a TEDx. And he speaks about how homeschooling has made him happy. I haven't listened to the whole thing yet, but I think let's give it a little bit of a listen. Mm. Uh, let's hear what this kid has to say. And then let's see if what we're speaking about actually um, makes sense when applied, if this is what he's done. Because I know homeschooling is something a lot of people frown upon in yeah. society. They think that it's not going to help a kid. But his, his title to his talk is Homeschooling Makes Me Happy by Logan LaPlante. So let's see what he has to say. When you're a kid, you get asked this one particular question a lot. It really gets kind of annoying. What do you want to be when you grow up? Now, adults are hoping for answers like, I want to be an astronaut or I want to be a neurosurgeon. You adults in your imaginations. <laughs> Kids, they're most likely to answer with pro skateboarder, surfer, or Minecraft player. I asked my little brother and he said, seriously, dude, I'm 10. I have no idea. Probably a pro skier. Let's go get some ice cream. See, us kids are going to answer with something we're stoked on, what we think is cool, what we have experience with, and that's typically the opposite of what adults want to hear. But if you ask a little kid, sometimes you'll get the best answer, something so simple, so obvious, and really profound. When I grow up, I want to be happy. For me, when I grow up, I want to continue to be happy like I am now. I'm stoked to be here at TEDx. I mean, I've been watching TED videos for as long as I can remember, but I never thought I'd make it on stage here so soon. I mean, I just became a teenager, and like most teenage boys, I spend most of my time wondering, how did my room get so messy all on its own? <laughs> did I take a shower today? And the most perplexing of all, how do I get girls to like me? <laughs> Neuroscientists say that the teenage brain's pretty weird. Our prefrontal cortex is underdeveloped, but we actually have more neurons than adults, which is why we can be so creative and impulsive and moody and get bummed out. But what bums me out is to know that a lot of kids today are just wishing to be happy, to be healthy, to be safe, not bullied, and be loved for who they are. So it seems to me when adults say, what do you want to be when you grow up? They just assume that you'll automatically be happy and healthy. But maybe that's not the case. Go to school, go to college, get a job, get married, boom. Then you'll be happy, right? We don't seem to make learning how to be happy and healthy a priority in our schools. It's separate from schools 
and for some kids, it doesn't exist at all. But what if we didn't make it separate? What if we based education on the study and practice of being happy and healthy? Because that's what it is, a practice, and a simple practice at that. Education is important, but why is being happy and healthy not considered education? I just don't get it. So I've been studying the science of being happy and healthy. It really comes down to practicing these eight things. Exercise, diet and nutrition, time in nature, contribution service to others, relationships, recreation, relaxation and stress management, and religious or spiritual involvement. Yes, got that one. Um, <laughs> so these eight things come from Dr. Roger Walsh. He calls them therapeutic lifestyle changes, or TLCs for short. He's a scientist that studies how to be happy and healthy. In researching this talk, I got a chance to ask him a few questions like, do you think that our schools today are making these eight TLCs a priority? His response was no surprise. It was essentially no. But he did say that many people do try to get this kind of education outside of the traditional arena through reading and practices such as meditation or yoga. But what I thought was his best response was that much of education is oriented, for better or worse, towards making a living rather than making a life. In 2006, Sir Ken Robinson gave the most popular TED Talk of all time, Schools Kill Creativity. His message is that creativity is as important as literacy, and we should treat it with the same status. A lot of parents watch those videos. Some of those parents, like mine, counted it as one of the reasons they felt confident to pull their kids from traditional school to try something different. I realize I'm part of this small but growing revolution of kids who are going about their education differently. And you know what? It freaks a lot of people out. Even though I was only nine when my parents pulled me out of the school system, I can still remember my mom being in tears when some of her friends told her she was crazy and it was a stupid idea. Looking back, I'm thankful she didn't cave to peer pressure, and I think she is too. So out of the 200 million people, pe that pe people that have watched Sir Ken Robinson's talk, why aren't there more kids like me out there? Shane McConkie is my hero. I loved him because he was the world's best skier. But then one day I realized what I really loved about Shane. He was a hacker. Not a computer hacker. He hacked skiing. His creativity and inventions made skiing what it is today and why I love to ski. A lot of people think of hackers as geeky computer nerds who live in their parents' basement and spread computer viruses. But I don't see it that way. Hackers are innovators. Hackers are people who challenge and change the systems to make them work differently, to make them work better. It's just how they think. It's a mindset. I'm growing up in a world that needs more people with the hacker mindset, and not just for technology. Everything is up for being hacked, even skiing, even education. So whether it's Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, or Shane McConkie, having the hacker mindset can change the world. Healthy, happy, creativity, and the hacker mindset are all a large part of my education. I call it hack schooling. I don't use any one particular curriculum, and I'm not dedicated to any one particular approach. I hack my education. I take advantage of opportunities in my community and through a network of my friends and family. I take advantage of opportunities to experience what I'm learning, and I'm not afraid to look for shortcuts or hacks to get a better, faster result. It's like a remix or a mashup of learning. 
flexible, opportunistic, and it never loses sight of making happy, healthy, and creativity a priority. And here's the cool part, because it's a mindset, not a system. Hack schooling can be used by anyone, even traditional schools. So what does my school look like? Well, it looks like Starbucks a lot of the time. But like most kids, I study a lot of math, science, history, and writing. I didn't used to like to write because my teachers made me write about butterflies and rainbows, and I wanted to write about skiing. It was a relief when my good friend's mom started the Squaw Valley Kids Institute, where I got to write through my experiences and my interests while connecting with great speakers from around the nation, and that sparked my love of writing. I realized that once you're motivated to, motivated to learn something, you can get a lot done in a short amount of time and on your own. Starbucks is pretty great for that. Hacking physics was fun. We learned all about Newton and Galileo, and, some, and we experienced some basic physics concepts like kinetic energy through experimenting and making mistakes. My favorite was the giant Newton's cradle that we made out of bowling balls, I think. No, bocce balls. We experimented with a lot of other things like bowling balls and even giant jawbreakers. Project Discovery's ropes course is awesome and slightly stressful. When you're 60 feet off the ground, you have to learn how to handle your fears, communicate clearly, and most importantly, trust each other. Community organizations play a big part in my education. At High Fives Foundation's basics program, being aware and safe in critical, critical situations, we spent a day with the Squaw Valley Ski Patrol to learn more about mountain safety. Then the next day, we switched to science of snow, weather, and avalanches. But most importantly, we learned that making bad decisions puts you and your friends at risk. Young Chautauqua brings history to life. You study a famous character in history until you can stand on stage and perform as that character and answer any question about their lifetime. In this photo, you see Al Capone and Bob Marley getting grilled with questions at the historical Piper's Opera House in Virginia City, the same stage where Harry Houdini got his start. Time in nature is really important to me. It's calm, quiet, and I get to just log out of reality. I spend one day a week outside all day. At my Fox Walker classes, our goal is to be able to survive in the wilderness with just a knife. We learn to listen to nature. We learn to sense their surroundings. And I've gained a spiritual connection to nature that I never knew existed. But the best part is that we get to make spears, bows and arrows, fires with just a bow drill, and survival shelters for the snowy nights when we camp out. Hanging out at the Moment Factory, where they hand make skis and design clothes, has really inspired me to one day have my own business. The guys at the factory have showed me why I need to be good at math, be creative, and get good at sewing. So I got an internship at Big Truck Brand to get better at design and sewing. Between fetching lunch, scrubbing toilets, and breaking their vacuum cleaner, I'm getting to contribute to clothing design, customizing hats, and selling them. The people who work there are happy, healthy, creative, and stoked to be doing what they're doing. This is by far my favorite class. So this is where I'm really happy, powder days. And it's a good metaphor for my life my education, my hack schooling. If everyone skied this mountain, like most people think of education. Yo, man, we, we actually lost that there. 
Unfortunately, it was just about to end. Um, but you guys got the gist of that, right? Yeah, dog. It was, was real. That was really crazy. I know. Unfortunately, I don't know why. Seems like it just cut. Must have been just a technical glitch. But anyway, it was uh, it, well into it before that happened. So the the yo man, the thing that I picked up the most from this was when he said, "School teaches you how to make a living and not a life." Dog. <sighs> Yeah, we get so caught up in making a living. How much money you have in the bank account instead of tr- creating a life, bro. And that's what life is all about. You're supposed to live and enjoy experiences. For me, I actually, I think the most important thing about your life is creating memories. Because memories are all you have at the end of the day. It's so it's so true, man. And you know, if you guys had to look at this kid, if you had to see what he looks like, go definitely go check out the YouTube video um, uh, on TEDx. But... He's got a beanie on. He's got long hair passed onto his shoulders. He's 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 young. He's very young. You can see by his face. He's confidently standing in front of hundreds of grown people, and he's talking to them comfortably. He doesn't look nervous. He looks sure of himself. Yeah. He looks smart, and that's a kid who isn't a product of a traditional school. Yeah, I think the most important thing with that kid is that he's learning about all these things that we learned in the schooling system through his own experiences. It's not a theoretical thing. It's not about, I'll give you an example. Like in grade 11, in physics, there's, uh, in chemistry specifically, do you guys know what the catalyst in the contact process is? No. It's vanadium oxide. Hey. Ask me how I know that. You had to recite How do you it. know that? No, it's it's because I had to learn it like a parrot, dog. I learned that thing like a parrot. Like I don't even know what vanadium oxide looks like, bro. What is vanadium? Like you know, yeah. it's it's such a theoretical learning experience that you don't really experience it. Mm. You know, but you mm. just you don't care because not really that into it. Yeah, it's you crazy. You get absorbed into into um, into the actual subject itself. Yeah, you don't immerse yourself and experience the whole thing for yourself. It's a, it's a, it's an insane, it's an insane thing to, to, to witness this kid putting himself through some sort of education system and coming out actually seemingly, well, not seemingly, evidently capable. Yeah, that kid embodies yes. what it means to be unplugged and in charge. Absolutely, he's and and you know, shout out to his parents for for seeing that. I think like I think that you know, obviously the states are slightly less conservative in certain parts and are more open to these types of lifestyles. But in South Africa, we find ourselves in a very conservative community. I mean, especially amongst African African families, that there's no way in hell your mom will be like, you know, don't go to school because I mean, for for many many years uh, they couldn't get education exactly. in our country. So we've got like a big socioeconomic problem uh, coupled with such a corrupt systematical problem so we we've got a big job ahead of us but it's just to it's just what what you know what this podcast is is really just to you know what's geared to to showing you is that what we are fed is not always what it is yeah you know, it's and not it's not the be all and end all of yeah. of who you are exactly. and what you can achieve yeah. you know yeah. no it's crazy bro i mean lesejo and yourself are both um qualified engineers yeah you went through the torturous experience of, of of passing engineering um and and all the systematical battles that you had to fight as well Dog. um and you got this paper and all of a sudden it's like okay this defines your future and, and then what yeah you know? so what literally yes literally and and, yeah. and 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 you 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 won't sit there and regret it because it is something you've got and society say okay x y and z well yeah. done but inside yourself you could also have thought you know you sit there and think hmm 
what if I didn't do that for those five years? What would I have done? Imagine what would I, I be able to have done now? Yeah, imagine you know? I traveled for those five years just oh. experiencing <laughs> life. Because you know what I mean. Let's say you're 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 a smart person because of the way you've been um, wired as a human being. You're you you've mixed with people. You've spoken to them. Your your life experience has taught you more than your degree. Exactly. For sure, Ab- for sure, absolutely for sure. more than your degree. Right? More context, more evidence. Yeah, you're, you're, Whoa, <laughs> man! You more know, context. honestly speaking, man, this. This laptop's got to stop ringing, man. <laughs> this laptop's ringing. I think his listeners calling him, bro. It, people it might you. be. I, actually, yeah. I got a text saying I'm listening. One of the people tried to call me. Why are you calling me on my phone, though? Oh, <laughs> like, I'm not gonna pick up my cell phone. Yeah. But anyway, um, I was saying that, yeah, you know, that's what's made you smart, and that's what made you capable, and that's mm. why you're good at your job. But um, your your education, um, you know, that's just some sort of a societal stamp. But it's not the reason you are. You know, a couple of things that I keep saying to people when they ask me, um. This debate always comes about in social environments. Um, who's the best football in the world, mm. or whatever? Mm. And I keep telling people that you know the best soccer players I've ever seen play soccer. Yeah, are the kids in the hood? Were the guys in the hood that I went to school yeah. with? Mm. Always, bro. Because you talk about black parents, they're like, "What? You gonna go play soccer? Not in this house. Come on, turn the pambana up. Huh? You gonna go to schools? <laughs> what's gonna happen? Yeah. You gonna play? What you gonna play? What? Yeah. And I keep saying, guys, like the. For me, the biggest regret of like my generation is the guys that didn't follow their dreams. I've seen some ridiculously good, talented soccer players that did things that defined physics. Dog. I keep telling guys, I'm like the best soccer players in the world in Africa, no doubt. Mm. It's just the system that's fighting against us. But that, but that's the thing, man. And, and, and you know, I don't know what we gotta do to change it. I don't think there is a single solution, but I do think that, like that guy said in his spoken word piece, he said, if we can customize Facebook pages and customize, um, uh, customize our online presence, customize yeah. our business models, why can't we customize schooling? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm sure, look, I am pretty sure. The smartest economists, the smartest people, some yeah. of the most creative people. Get a couple of artists in, get a couple of engineers in, get a couple of different people in that have minds that are innovative. And let's sit and let's think of a new way to educate another generation. Because, yeah. bro, it literally cannot continue in the same way. Yeah. No, it's crazy, bro. And I think, to me, the solution is each and every individual making a decision for themselves, making a choice. Are you going to conform to the system or are you literally going to unplug yourself? Because the more people that unplug themselves and we have a critical system error, the more the system is going to adapt and change to those people. Absolutely. And I'm thinking about the way the system traps you from the get go and how they all work and how they all work together. Yeah. You know, education, you, you, it's such a, it's such a societal importance. Like you must achieve your degree. Like we all three of us did that because of what we felt. And, the reason you what you put yourself through to go through that unnecessary learning experience is uh, is debt, is no sleep, dog. You eat badly. You you know you're you like stressed all the time, dog. I mean, it's like it's it's like it makes you question your life choices. It's like I remember moments. You know? I remember moments when I was studying for maths papers the night before, and you're like. What the hell am I doing here? What the hell? Like, Bro, it's, it's incredibly, incredibly draining. And oh. it's, it's not a positive experience, but you put yourself through it and you get, and you get put into debt, which leads because you to another system. So, so, you know, the one thing that I keep telling, so I got, I got a couple of people that shadowed me at work. Yeah. The things that I tell these guys, some of them in high school, some of them in varsity. Yeah. I'm like, guys, academics, don't stress about it. Yeah. Don't yeah. stress about it. Like, it sounds weird. You will fail a test. It's fine. Fail a test and go have a beer. 
It's all right. Like, don't don't allow the system to eat you. To eat mm. you. Yeah. Like, literally, rise above. Just know, come hell or high waters, you're gonna get through this thing. Yeah. And if you yeah. want to destabilize the system, you got to take responsibility to cultivate the new system for the next generation. But now, this is what I'm saying. And then, desta- talking about destabilizing a system, you know, there's so many different ways you could do it. I don't know what it means uh, to be in school in 2017 and how God. it actually is. But I know my experience wasn't the best learning experience. I learned more in my on my own on my life and on the internet. But the thing with the thing with um, destabilizing systems is that you know us that are aware of them. Yeah. You know we've got to actually come together. Yeah. I mean just us, three, just yeah. us three in a room here now could could sit for two three days and 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 plot a new education system. Yeah. We could we could plot it. You know uh, the the creativity and the 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 um the 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 logical minds in this room could could really come up with a workable system. But it it it. It it will require some sacrifice yeah. uh, from from people that are aware. It's it's not good for good people with good intentions to be um, any less aggressive to get what they want as the ones who are bad and evil. Yeah. So it's simple. Never doubt that a small group of like-minded individuals hey. can change the world, because indeed it is the only thing that ever has. That's exactly the truth, my Dog. bro. The thing, the thing, um, the thing that we need to probably take away from this is. To analyze and to sort of internalize what um, our experiences were in situations like school, what your yeah. current experiences in your situation may be at your corporate or your company system. Um, if you are an entrepreneur, do you see yourself becoming the boss that you once wanted to get away from? If you are mm-hmm. a business unit manager, are you managing your employees in the same way that the system managed you? If yeah. so, make that change. Do something different. Yeah. Talk to people differently. Treat them differently. And you understand know, other people's perspectives, you know? Come at them from a people's point of view. Yeah. Don't talk to me like a teacher. Talk to me like a person. With respect. Dog. Do you know what I mean? Just let's let's build. Let's teach each other. Let's create. Let's not let's not dictate and 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 label and grade and and all these unnecessary things that you put a young person through in some of the most important years of their lives yeah i mean look at this kid he's free he's talking he's standing on a stage he's smart he's together he's he's getting mm. extreme mm. life experience he's um he's and i'm sitting here thinking and i'm honest with you guys i'm sitting here thinking this oak's class is about him camping out for a day. Dog. What the yeah. fuck is that? And I'm sitting there thinking that, right? Because yeah. I am a product of a system that's programmed my mind. Yeah. Then I then I said, wait, Vaughn. You were a product of a kid who sat in history class and parrot read Shaka Zulu. What the fuck did that do for you? <laughs> do you know true. what I mean? It's true. And so, then you were part of a system that made you focus on making sure that your blazer button is is Put on I properly mean. And your socks are pulled up And your tie is up For for what dog? For what, what is that done <laughs> for? For what? Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Right? Because in the real world Nobody cares Dog Nobody cares So yeah man I think you know From, from my side Sort of as a closing part um, I just think that we need to be A little bit more Conscious of uh, The systems that we have been involved in And that yeah. we are currently involved in And maybe just use What skill you have developed over your lives to perhaps reinvent or, or create a new one uh, for for a future generation or for even yourself, man. You can improve the quality of your life tremendously by trying to do things different and uh, doing them with people that are like-minded. Yeah, that's dope, bro. I think it's time to really evaluate your life and then make the choice because choice was the greatest gift you were ever given. 
So it's time to dictate your future. I mean, I always say this quote and I love it a lot, bro. John H. Shaw once said that the future isn't a place that we're going to. It's one that we're creating. The paths aren't found, but made. And the activity of making changes both the maker and the destination. So it's your choice that decides where you will end up. So embrace it and really live life large because you have the capability and the opportunity right now to live at large. Well, if it means giving the finger to your teacher, give it to them. <laughs> give it to them. Give it to them. All right, guys. Thank you for listening, man. We really appreciate you guys tuning in and downloading our podcasts. We're going to be doing a couple of these unplugged conversations going forward. We want to, you know, we want to really uh, embody and, and talk about how you can live a life that is not necessarily systemized, not necessarily in brackets the norm yeah. and still be happy and still be successful until next time man do your thing this is cliffcentral.com